Hey, how's everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered, episode 74. And boy, do I have a good episode for you guys today. We're talking championships, ACC championships, national championships. Carolina Athletics got it done this past weekend. We're going to be talking some women's lacrosse, talk a little baseball as well. You guys obviously know the deal. Let's just hop straight into it. So yesterday, Sunday at noon, UNC Women's Lacrosse off of a miraculous, historic comeback against Northwestern, scoring eight straight in 10 minutes of game time to win 15-14. They face Boston College for the third time in the season, looking for their third national championship in program history and a perfect 22-0 undefeated season, and that is exactly what happened. Women's Lacrosse got it done for UNC, winning 12-11. National champions, this group that's been knocking on the door for so long, getting so close, losing in the semifinals to Boston College twice actually in their careers, these seniors and fifth year seniors, they finally checked off the final box for their Tar Heel careers and obviously I couldn't be happier. Just like in the semifinals, Sam Geiersbach led the way for the Tar Heels. She scored three goals, scored the first two of the game, and then a huge one to get them an 11-10 lead late in the fourth period. Jamie Ortega had two goals, but a relatively quiet game for her because Boston College uh, really face-guarded her. They, they tried to take her out of the game as much as possible, but obviously her greatness could not be denied, and she got on the on the scoreboard a couple times. Uh, Ali Mastriani had a really solid game. She had two goals, uh, but then the big one, uh, Scotty Rose Growney. She had a goal uh, to make it 12 to 10 with about two and two minutes, 20 seconds to go around that time. And that was enough cushion uh, to give the Tar Heels the win. Eight different goal scores for UNC, really just showing uh, how versatile and and just how many talented weapons UNC has on the offensive end. Because like I said, Jamie Ortega was really just taken out of the equation. Boston College said, all right, try and play without her, try and win without her. And thankfully, the Tar Heels had enough players to to, to get on the scoreboard. Um, for Boston College, obviously Charlotte North, she was just incredibly uh, dominant. She had four goals. Um, but Although she had four goals, she did have 10 shots, missed six of them. UNC did a great job guarding her, I thought, for the most part. But her greatness uh, was certainly shown in the championship game. Uh, the broadcast was saying she will go down as the best player in this sports history. Um, and she, she certainly showed it. her shot speed and power uh, at times was just undeniable. And um, obviously she won a national championship last year. So for Boston College fans to not repeat with her in her final season, obviously sad for her. Um, she was backed up by Cassidy Weeks. She had three goals, had a very good final four for her. Uh, and then the goalies, uh, Hall had eight saves. Taylor Marino had 11 saves. So the goalies played very well, uh, especially in the second half for, for Hall. That was um, at, I mean, UNC only scored three goals in the second and third period. She was very solid. And then Marino obviously had some huge saves down the stretch. Started off really well. She had six saves in the first half. But this was just a really good, clean, even game. Pretty even on draw controls. Boston College was up one on that. Very even on turnovers. Uh, shots on goal is 22-20 to 20 in the favor of Boston College. I mean... This was just good high-level lacrosse, and it was obviously very fun to watch as UNC comes out on top. Let's go to keys to victory. Why UNC was able to overcome their demons and flip the script to beat Boston College in the Final Four in the championship game, something they haven't been able to do in the past two times they've met up with them on this high-level stage.
First off, biggest reason UNC won, Taylor Marino, 1,000%. Again, 11 saves on the day, uh, and she helped keep them in front for most of the game. And it's just so impressive because after being pulled out of the semifinal game for a little bit against Northwestern, to go back in there, make a huge save off your own mistake at the end of the game to secure the win, but then to show up in the championship game after all that happened, probably the most chaotic game of her career, to just get in goal and be so steady for UNC for the entire game, that really helped them get the win. The defense was so solid. And two saves really stood out that helped UNC kind of, you know, get this win late in the game. She had a save on Charlotte North when they were up 11-10 to 10 with four minutes to go. And then there's a save with a minute 30 left while up two that allowed UNC to get some time off the clock. That actually led to a turnover on the offensive end. Boston College scored with 15 seconds left, but after winning the, the next draw control, UNC was able to just chuck it down the field and run out the clock. But Marino was just so, so solid in goal. Uh, when it looked like Boston College was gaining some momentum uh, late, you know, in the third period, they gained their first lead uh, in the fourth. Marino really, really was stout. And that's the type of play you need from your goalkeeper to win uh, this type of game. Obviously, Hall was a brick wall in there for the second and third period, but. Um, just, I mean, from a sixth-year goalkeeper, uh, everything came full circle for Taylor Marino. And obviously, I'm super, super happy for her because she showed up, showed why she's one of the best goalkeepers in the country. Next key to victory, Emma Trenchard, best defender in women's lacrosse the last four years. I thought she was phenomenal guarding Charlotte North. She was tasked with kind of going up one-on-one with her a few times, and I thought she did a phenomenal job. She obviously had the ill-advised yellow card with uh, the accidental shot to the head, Um, and obviously Charlotte North being the best goal scorer the sport has ever seen. She's going to get on the board, but I thought she limited her and contained her very, very well. Um, In the fourth quarter, she didn't do much damage. Her goals came in the first and third. It was two apiece, but... Uh, for the most part, Emma Trenchard was just, she just phenomenal. And her combined with Marino uh, made Boston College's life very difficult on offense. Obviously, they made their run kind of uh, in, in the third period, but uh, win- winning that goal, um, the goal differential in the fourth period, four to three, uh, those two players can definitely be attributed because obviously we want to talk about offense. We'll get to that, but I think UNC really won this on the defensive end because of how good Marino was in goal and then Trenchard's ability to lead the defense and contain Boston College's best player because obviously you see uh, Medjid had two goals, Weeks had three goals, but uh, not many other players for Boston College were doing that much damage. So, uh, And obviously the biggest thing, just not letting Charlotte North explode for five, six, seven goals. You just could not allow that to happen. Um, So I was really impressed with those two things. Those are the first things that really came to mind. On offense, Boston College, like I said, face guarded Jamie Ortega, completely took her out of action for most of the game, even though she had two goals. That forced other players to step up. First name, obviously, Sam Geiersbach. She had three goals, eight goals in the tournament. She was the players or the tournament's most outstanding player. Uh, and man, that spin move is just so, so lethal. Uh, Jay said it last episode. She will be making a lot of money teaching how to do that. It's her footwork was impressive. That lefty shot is just, I mean, 
it, there's it's very hard to stop that and she led the charge offensively leading the team in goals but it wasn't just her like I said you know uh Olivia Dirk she had a goal uh Scott uh Caitlin Wurzberger scored Andy Aldave Nicole Humphrey it was only I think her sing- like eighth or ninth goal of the season um and then obviously Scotty Rose Grownie to the the final goal to keep UNC ahead for good uh, but this this offense is just so balanced. There's so many weapons, and even without Jamie Ortega being as involved in the game, uh, UNC was still able to produce enough offense with the defense playing as well as it did. I think another huge thing for the Tar Heels: free position shots at the eight uh, meter mark, eight feet, eight meter. Not 100 sure on that, but they were three for three. Boston College only scored once. It was off of a, a rip from Charlotte North, but there are a few times Boston College passed out of it, whether that's because they weren't confident in their shooters or because Taylor Marina was just such a force and goal, probably a little of both, but I think that really had a huge impact uh, on the game. It, it gave UNC some easy goals, some easy looks uh, when Boston College, I thought, played pretty well defensively. Their strategy on Ortega scared me a little bit as that game uh, kind of went on because that's UNC's best player. Not only is she a good goal scorer, but she is the facilitator behind the net. They made it very difficult for her to get the ball. And if Boston College wins this game, a lot of people are going to point to that as a big reason why Boston College would win the game. And, a, you know, maybe some criticism on UNC's end to get Ortega involved a little more, but... Even then, just too many weapons for UNC. I think the player on offense who struck me the most, was most impressive, was Ali Mastriani, midfielder of the year. She just, I mean, she's obviously 6'1", really athletic, you could tell, uh, but she was just danced through the defense for her two goals. Just so impressive, the stick control, the ability to get close to net, and then obviously finish it off. I think she really anchored that offense, when, especially when Geiersbach was kind of being controlled well by Boston College after she started off hot uh, in the game. But it just goes to show this team has so much talent, and they finally had uh, the, the, the breakthrough game. Uh, and uh, I think the big goal for me that really helped UNC break through, it was they were down 9-8. Their offense had been stalled completely only three goals in the second and third period hall was absolutely dominating she was fantastic in that she was getting hot and it was when unc forced a turnover uh when on defense and olivia dirks found jamie ortega down the field of a superb pass over the last line of boston college defense and ortega obviously takes hall one-on-one pass fake scores top right corner to even up the score at nine. I thought that was so important because it opened up UNC's offense a little bit. Getting Ortega uh, involved on the goal sheet obviously helped because it's all right. We can't let Ortega get loose. That opened up the next goal for Nicole Humphrey, uh, which was, uh, again, just defense to offense um, uh, to to take that 10-9 lead. I thought that Ortega goal just loosened up UNC on offense. And then obviously we saw the next two goals to stay out in front because if Boston College scores on that possession to make it 10-8, UNC's in trouble because they weren't productive offensively. They hadn't kicked it into that gear yet. But I thought that turnover, uh, those two defensive stops into quick offensive goals by Ortega and Humphrey were the absolute game changer in the fourth. But, I mean, overall for women's lacrosse, what what a Final Four. What a tournament. All three games were a one-goal game. You got comebacks, back-and-forth action. Um, I really enjoyed it. 
I never played lacrosse. I wasn't really into it until this season, but I have to say I really, really enjoyed watching it. There's so much... There was so much talent on the field, the stick work, uh, the the passing, the chemistry between the players, just two really good teams in UNC and Boston College going at some of the best players in the country, some teammates on Team USA uh, going at it. It was really fun to watch, and I have to say, uh, as, as a broadcast journalism student, I thought the announcing team was fantastic. Jay Alter did such a good job on the play-by-play. All of the analysts were, were fantastic, the halftime show. Uh, they, they did a phenomenal job breaking down the game. I was learning things from the game. They were breaking down draw controls and the penalties at the at the eight uh, meter ring or uh, just just different parts and rules of the game. Uh, and, and obviously miking up the refs was really, really helpful because we heard Charlotte North, you know, kind of telling her teammates where the ball was going. I thought that was really interesting. Just a phenomenal job by ESPN uh, putting on a broadcast to not only put on a good show, showing some of the best lacrosse in the country, but obviously, educa- but also educating the audience a little bit to learn more about the sport. So I really appreciate that. I could not be happier with the outcome. Obviously, UNC, go Heels, winning their third national championship in program history and 57th national championship of all time for the school as a whole. Congratulations to UNC Women's Lacrosse. Uh, and Coach Jenny Levy, obviously, she's one of the great coaches in UNC history. And then, again, for those fourth and fifth-year players uh, to finally get that championship, it is certainly well-deserved. But we're not done yet talking about championships because UNC baseball has been on an absolute tear, and they continued that tear in the ACC championships uh, this past weekend in Charlotte, actually, at Truist Field. They were the eighth seed coming in. They had a really, really rocky stretch in the middle part of the season. I believe it was, I would like to say like 4-15 and 15 or something like that, but they ended off the regular season with three straight series wins, I believe. Going to the ACC tournament, starting off against Clemson, they win 9-2, and then, you know, they go play number one Virginia Tech, and you're thinking, ah, well, at least we won a game. UNC said, nope, 10 to nothing victory. Over number one seed, Virginia Tech. Uh, That's number one in the ACC, obviously. And just like that, UNC's in the semifinals. They beat Notre Dame 7-2. And then in the finals against little brother NC State, doing big brother things, winning 9-5 to win the ACC championships. This was a UNC team that looked horrible. In the middle part of the season, had a very fast start. Start of conference play was just morbid. It was just terrible baseball. Pitching was really bad. Some hitters were in slumps, but it's been put all together. The pitching has been phenomenal. Max Carlson was so good yesterday in the five innings that he pitched. The relievers were really solid, and then the bats got going early against NC State and Virginia Tech to really propel them to this champion ACC championship and now they're the 10th overall seed in the NCAA tournament they are hosting a regional in Chapel Hill how cool is that what a turnaround for UNC baseball now the uh the MVP obviously went to Vance Honeycutt the freshman he had four home runs 10 RBIs in the tournament he had two home runs against Virginia Tech and NC State For someone like him who was in a big slump midway through the season, he was put in the nine hole at one point. Just an absolute explosion from the youngster in Charlotte. And he, I mean, 
the kid can play for the first 2020 season that is 20 home runs 20 stolen bases in Carolina history he was just phenomenal got the bats going early I believe both of his home runs in both games were in his first and second at bat and getting out to early leads like they did it's very nice to play from ahead in baseball not much catch up they had to do the pitchers just had to do their job Uh, but Vance Honeycutt really just showed his power his home run hitting abilities um, and with that performance and the whole performance in the tournament from him he was the MVP. And again, now they're safe in the tournament, hosting a regional, um, and I'm sure that's going to be fun to watch in Chapel Hill. But just like that, two championships for UNC. What a weekend uh, to be a Tar Heel. Great day to be a Tar Heel, as we always say. The University of National Champions doing natty things. And that's really going to do it for today's episode. Super, super fun weekend. Great weekend for Carolina Athletics. Uh, A national championship is certainly uh, nothing to complain about. Congrats to Women's Lacrosse and UNC Baseball for phenomenal runs. Uh, But UNC Baseball is not done yet. I'm going to try and stay tuned to their run uh, in the NCAA tournament. See how they do in the regional round. See if they can make it all the way to the College World Series. How cool would that be for this team? Because they are one of the hottest teams in the nation. They've won 15 of their last 17 games. And you know Coach Scott Forbes is not going to stop there. But again, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll speak to you next time, most likely on Wednesday. Boston Celtics got it done last night. Go into the NBA Finals. Warriors, Celtics, you'll hear me on Wednesday with a recurring guest, I guess, returning to talk about that series, preview it all, and give our predictions. So stay tuned for that, and I'll speak to you next time.